Welcome to the Mission North Shore podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry here at the Mission, visit us online at www.themissionnorthshore.org. Thanks for listening. God bless. Ah, I'm always nervous coming up here. Part of it is to handle the Word of God rightly. And uh, I think it's important. I don't want to just say things to you guys. But let's start with a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for your love. And God, there's there's nothing we can do without you. So we humbly come before you, Lord, and lay our hearts, our mind, that on you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you lead our hearts, that your spirit will come and pour out upon this place, and that you will speak through me. God, to restore, to bring life in our hearts, to desire more of you. So, Lord, we ask that I will decrease, you will increase. In Jesus' name, amen. See, I haven't gone two minutes. I'm start crying already. <laughs> All right, let's start. Um, I was born and raised in Tahiti. And this little island called Reatea. And, um, and all I know, it's sun. Going fishing, planting, everything an island boy does. And I grew up in a family of 12. I had eight sisters and four boys in the family. And my parents obeyed the word of God. Be fruitful and multiply. And, um, and so I'm the last of 12, so I'm ba- basically the last of the Tahitians. <laughs> I'm kidding. And, um, but growing up in paradise, to me, home was paradise, and here too. The sun, everything is great. So two years ago, we decided to take a trip to Seattle, and I've never seen snow in my life. And uh, all my boys never seen snow. And it takes for us a long time to save money to just take six people. It's expensive. So here we go, heading to see our friends in Seattle. And uh, they invited us to go snowboarding. It's cold. I didn't realize how cold it is. The closest that I've been to snow is my freezer. (laughs) And so we got there. I was like, we got to go buy clothes. So we go to those really cheap store where they sell used clothes. I don't know what you call them, but they're out there. So here I am coming out of that place. I literally look like, you know those commercial, the commercial of Michelin tires? <laughs> but black. And so they invited us to go um, to snow Kwame, and there's a place where you can snowboard, you can do all kind of fun things for the kids, and uh, they wanted us to go tubing. And so I go there, and it's fun, and there's, there's tubes. I don't know if you've been there and tube, but whatever. There's lines, there's lanes for little kids, and different, like, rides, and there's a little bit of a bumps. So I try it on the first Lane, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is cool. The big old marshmallow going down. Woo! 
And so I wanted to try even a tougher one with, with a little bit of a, of a lump. And I was telling my son, I said, watch this. I think I'm going to fly. And everybody is like, uh-oh. <laughs> so I take my tube, I get some speed, and I'm just like going down, and I, and I jump with my stomach. Ooh, yes, Lord. And I jump with my stomach on the tube and going down so fast. And so I hit the first lump. It's like, poof. And then the second lump, a little higher. I was like, whoa. I don't, th- I, don't, I don't think I can handle the third one. And the third one came, and I was just like, boom. And that song came to my head. I believe I can fly. <laughs> and I was going. I was doing some backflip. I don't know what I was doing. I was super high, and it seems like I was never going to land. And so I landed with my head first and tumble, and it stopped me maybe 30 feet, but I don't know what I was doing up in the air. It felt like I was just going crazy. And I landed flat on my back. And I was like, trying to check my body. But the whole place was packed, full of people. And everybody was super silent and quiet. (laughs) For some reason... I think my wife witnessed my death. And so I was checking myself. I said, yes, I'm alive. And I jumped and I gave, yeah. And everybody was like, yeah. I don't know if it was a good thing, but I think they're happy that I was alive. And so I go back to the same lane. They closed the lane. Can't have fun, huh? But so too, our life as a born-again Christian, it requires faith and trust in the Lord. Amen? It's going to be an expected ride. You know, there's going to be time in your life you're going to go down, you're going to go high, you're going to do backflip, you're going to go sideways, whatever. Gymnast, you're going to be a gymnast with Jesus. And sometimes... The landing is not comfortable right on your back. But picture this. When you stand up, all the angels surrounds the heaven. The Bible says when one comes to know Christ, the heaven rejoice. Amen? But God allows all these things to happen so that we're able to grow. We're also able to trust in him and mature in our Christian walk. In April 1st, 1993, I came to know God. And that was 24 years ago. And I have no regret whatsoever that I met my Savior. I was in a dark place where I didn't know what to do with my life. But I was dead in my sins. To be resurrected, to proclaim His amazing and infinite glory, God itself. And what a blessing. What a freshness in my soul to know Jesus. In Acts chapter 3, if you have your Bible, let's open to Acts chapter 3, verse 19.
you there? It says, Paul speaking to the Jew, and it says, therefore repent to return. Some of your version says, turn your ways, so that your sins may be wiped away, in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Let me read that again. Therefore, repent and return, so that your sins may be wiped away, in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. You see, God gave me a times of refreshing, and He came only from His presence. I was lost, but He came to my rescue. And I was on fire for Jesus. I love, I love just going to Bible study, prayer meeting. Remember that? When you're in love with Jesus, the first time, you're like, where's the next Bible study? Where's the prayer meeting? When is church? You just want Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I was hungry and thirsty for him. Some of you nodding in your head. You know what I'm talking about. My belt of truth was on. My breastplate of righteousness, Ephesians 6 talks about. My shoe for the gospel of peace. My shield of faith. The helmet of salvation. The sword, the word of God. I was equipped. I wanted to go out. Because I understand that he saved me. There's work out there. But it's not always that way. Yeah? Sometimes we get beat up spiritually. We lost excitement about God. We don't want to go anywhere. Just want to stay home. Eh, I'm good. We discourage. The church discourage us. You know, there's click in the church. There's this in the church. There's all kind of things going on in the church. Our prayer meetings. Eh, maybe I'll go next week. It breaks my heart when I see our prayer meeting so small. I think the size of this church should be full. Full to pray. Full to go and on our knees and cry out to Jesus, say, save this place. Our Bible study, we have Bible study coming up. I hope you go to get refreshed. But I realize that it takes discipline. To keep my heart in the right place. It's not just on that moment that I got saved and that's it. It takes discipline. Bible says his mercy are new every morning. When? When? Every morning. God is new. His mercies are new every morning. God wants us to start fresh every day. But the question is, do we want to meet with God every day? Because He does. He longs for you to come to Him. He desires all of us to meet with Him every day. Recently, as you know, it's super hot. We went to Ace and buy those plastic swimming pool. Remember those little with Nemo on top of it? Little swimmer. Um, So fill up the water. And my 10-year-old is jumping, and he, and he just, like, it's fun. It's refreshing. It's fresh water. But if you leave that thing 
for a few weeks with the same water, it kind of turns green. Right? It's just stagnant. It's just like old. See, we need to be refreshed. Our walk with God needs to be refreshed constantly. A time of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Therefore, our walk with God needs to be genuine, renewed, through and by the power of the Holy Spirit through faith. Our romance with God, believe it or not, needs to be maintained. Just like you and your wife. See, as I started this message, I've been praying for weeks. Trip telling me, hey, you're going to do that. And that was like weeks. And here I am just praying, what am I going to say? I have nothing. The Lord didn't give me anything. And I always love to pray and see what God has for his people. Didn't have anything. Weeks come and it's coming closer. She was like, how are you doing with the message? Well, I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. And so I know some of you are praying for me. And I really appreciate it because I can feel your prayers for today. And uh, it's such a blessing to know that people are praying. Not until last Friday, I think, or maybe Monday. Then I felt God leading me to share my times of refreshing with Him. What is God doing in my life? What is God doing in your life? Today, not 10 years ago, today, now, what is He doing? Am I excited to what He has for me? Sometimes it's not that exciting. Yeah? Sometimes we don't want to hear what God wants to tell us. Or sometimes we don't like it when He takes us through something. But I thought about it. I said, okay, God, the last time that you refreshed me, God, was a couple months ago. So I got this little video for you guys to see. So talking about times of refreshing, literally, he refreshed in me. You see what I mean by that. It'll be a 10 second. Now this is my home. The water flood through our place. Literally, we got refreshed. <laughs> and as you see, that's just the end of it. It was five feet water in the back of the room going towards everything that we had. We lost pretty much almost everything. And that was the time where that big flood going on this side. Grateful to live in that place. Grateful that God has opened up a place for us to stay there. But sometimes it's not that fun to look at it, right? So, but first of all, I want to thank everybody, the church family. I want to thank you with all my heart for just simply loving on us as a family and blessing us so much. Some of you were able to help us physically move stuff and come and clean. Some of you in just in prayers. 
Can't get there, but I'll pray. Some of you with words of encouragement. Speaking words to bless the brother. Some of you financially. You know what? I got this. I can help you all with this. Some of you cooking dinner. You know, when you're dealing with things like that, you're like, oh, I don't even want to think of dinner. You show up to a place that you have dinner for us. It's such a blessing. You don't understand. It's amazing. Some of you let us crash in your place. And I'm talking about a place, amazing homes that you open up. We're so overwhelmed by the love of God, but also by the love of our brothers. It is the sharing of our faith through love that refreshes the heart of God's love. Amen? Let me say that again. It is the sharing of our faith through love that refreshes the heart of God's people. If you have your Bible open to Philemon chapter 1, there's only one chapter. That's probably a trick question. Chapter 1. Only one. Verse 4 to 7. Now this is Paul writing to Philemon. And he says, I thank my God always, making mention of you in my prayers, because I hear of your love and of the faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. And I pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effective through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you for Christ's sake. For I have come to have much joy and comfort in your love. Because the heart of the saints have been refreshed through you, brother. Now, Paul is writing to Philemon. Philemon is meeting in a home. He has this this little fellowship, a church in a home. Now, the word went out. Somehow, Paul hears it. Gosh, those guys, they're loving Jesus. They're loving the people. Words goes out, and Paul hears it, and he's encouraged. He's blessed. I want to write to this guy. Listen, dude. You're doing a great job. The people are loved. You love the Lord. Your testimony is going towards Places. I have a question for you. What is your testimony today? Is it going to someone? Is people have been blessed because you were able to say, hey, I love Jesus. Or are you afraid? I love Jesus. I love the people. It's one of those hard things to do is love people. Yeah? You know. You can nod your head. I get it. But God commands us to love one another and to forgive when they offend you. You know, if you don't know this, that the only time the disciple asks to increase their faith, it is when? When Jesus said, if you need to forgive, 
seven times a day, you should do it. If not, 70 times, whatever it takes to forgive. And what does the disciple say? Oh God, increase our faith. That's hard. I don't know if I can take that. Increase my faith. And that reflects of each one of us. The people outside, they're looking at us like, oh, they're Christian. They should love one another. And sadly, there's a lot of non-believers that are so kind and loving out there. So Paul is saying, for I have come and I have so much joy and comfort in love. And what does it say after that? Because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through who? Through you, brother. There's such a refreshing. So in this time, we were living up to sunset. Somebody opened up their home for us to stay for a month. And I tell you, it's such a blessing. I, I can't even say words that describes it, how blessed we are. And I was riding my bike. I was going down to sunset and just right there and look at the waves and my, my kids were swimming. I was just checking what's going on by the beach. And this, this older Hawaiian man and walks up to me and we started talking story. He started telling me how, much, how many years he surfed there at sunset and how much he's changed. And, um, and now he lives in town. And so he goes on with this story. His, his grandmother gave him a house. He doesn't know what to do with it. You know, and his, him and him, his brother are fighting because they want the home. And um, there's a lot of whining into this conversation. And finally he goes, what about you, brother? Where do you live? What's going on in your life? And I said, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> yeah. And I say, well, my story is a lot, little different than yours. At least you have a shelter. In about a month, I won't have a shelter unless I find something. But I say, we're living in this place. We got flooded. Everything, pretty much I almost lost everything. And so... But the good part is, dude, is, this is what I want to tell you. The good news is God is in control. And God loves me more than you can imagine. And the people, the body of Christ came and helped us. They came. They supported us. They gave us a shelter. They gave us, I named it to you. It was such a blessing to see God's people come together in one and helping my family. And he started crying. And I couldn't stop him to cry. He was just going, going, going. And every time I spoke, he was just like crying, crying, crying. And it's about an hour later. And I just started looking at him. I was like, all right, Holy Spirit, just keep it rocking. I love it. Just get to this man. Break him. And he started crying. And finally he stopped and said, man, here I am whining about everything I have. I have a home. My family doesn't get along. And here you are. 
people loving on you. I don't have that. I don't have people loving on me. It is so special that to see people that cares and love for you. And I was like, wow, do you know Jesus? Because it goes beyond that. Do you know Jesus? Do you know that he died for you? I was going with the gospel, left and right. Yeah. I say, take it, brother, I'm coming. And finally he goes, I used to walk with Jesus. And I laughed. And I say, today is your day to turn, turn your ways. As Paul tells in Acts chapter 319, repent and turn your way. So that what? So that a time of refreshing may come. Church, if you have anything in your heart that you struggle with it, all I'm asking you is turn to Jesus. Repent. Meet with your maker. A times of refreshing will come. Amen? You see, church, we need to share God's work in our life every single day. Speak truth, speak life, speak love to one another. You guys had a wonderful intention of blessing me and my family. We were blessed. So blessed beyond words. But what really happened was so much bigger than just one family. Our testimony of you guys praying for us, cooking dinner, giving us shelter, giving us financially, encouraging words spoken, all went on the community, into the community. And God was glorified through it because you love one another. Amen? So important that we love one another. I want to close up with this. And it's in John chapter 13, verse 35. If today you're in that place where there's things needs to be right, where there's a brother that you struggle with, where there's anything that you need to be right with Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, the Bible says if you hear his voice, today's the day. But in John chapter 13, verse 35, it says, I should, we should memorize this verse. It's one of the most powerful words that reminds me that I need to love people. It says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. How? How, church? Let's say it all together. If you love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciple. You are mine. If you love one another. Amen? It sounds really simple, right? But like I say, it takes effort. It takes discipline. 
But Jesus came and he conquered on that cross so that we may have eternal life and live with him eternally. And Jesus loves you. Jesus loves me. So I want to pray for you, church. And if you going through some hard time and you need a time of refreshing, I want you to stand on your feet. No shame. I came here. I was fear, fearful. But I no shame. I'll tell you. But if you need a time of refreshing, let's stand. Let's ask Jesus to pour his blessing upon us. Amen? I want to pray for you. Amen. Amen. God, as we sang the song, you give life, you give hope, you give light, you restore the hearts of the broken. Lord, I, I pray, that is our prayer this morning, that if we came here broken before you, and you say, humble yourself, humble yourself, and you give grace to the humble. Lord, I pray that this morning that we'll, we'll be blessed by your presence. Lord, that as we speak your word of truth, as we speak life into our life, I pray that you breathe upon us, that Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit fall fresh upon us. Lord, renew us, refresh us, remove anything that is not you, and that you draw us closer and closer to you, that our heart, our desire is to see you glorify. God, I thank you. I thank you so much for your presence. I thank you so much that your presence brings times of refreshing in this place, in our heart, in this community. God, I pray that you bring that fire. You fan the flame. And may we walk today renew and refresh. In Jesus' name, amen.